Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 80 of Yoga Land. Welcome to your holiday series bonus episode. I had so many ideas for the holiday series that I wanted to fit one more in. So I thought it would be helpful to run this episode with Jason at this time so you all kind of have this useful tool to get through the holidays. And what we're going to talk about today is how to create short home practice sequences for yourself during the holidays, when things get busy, when things get stressful, when you're tired and your back hurts from shopping or doing whatever it is that you do during the holidays, cooking, partying, and you just feel like you want to move, but you don't know where to begin. This episode is for you. Before we get to the interview, just two quick bits of housekeeping. One is a reminder that Jason's first module of his 300-hour training in San Francisco at Love Story Yoga in 2018, enrollment for the first module, which is in February, is still open. There's still a few spots left. So if you want to learn more or if you want to register, you can go to lovestoryyoga.com and click on training. And the second thing is that I just wanted to thank all of you for listening this year. I noticed the other day that I've had a total of more than a half a million downloads of the podcast since it began in 2016. So that was pretty exciting. And I'm just so grateful to all of you for listening and for spreading the word and for making this seem like a viable project that I should continue to work on. (laughs) And if you want to continue to support the podcast, the best way to do that is to leave me a five-star iTunes review and rate And if you don't know how to do that, you can go to our website, jasonyoga.com slash reviews, and it, it walks you through it step by step. Okay, last thing, one more thing. I would love to see images of you doing your home practice sequences on Instagram. So use the hashtag Yogaland Stories and post a photo of you doing your holiday at home sequence. And you can obviously do this now through the rest of the year. And I will look for you and I will feature some people on my Instagram feed. Okay, enjoy the interview. Well, hey, Jason. Hey, Andrea. This is part of our holiday series. Okay. Thanks for being here. Yep. I want to bring up one little funny, quirky holiday thing that's happened recently and just kind of see if this happens to other parents as well. Halloween happened. Our daughter was super excited for Halloween, like just so into the spooky, so into the scary, loved every single thing about it. And right around Halloween week, actually, she saw her first Christmas decorations. She's incensed. She was infuriated she was she was like no like that sound actually came out of her mouth and then we flew up to portland so this was after halloween right which we as we know in the united states at least like then it's open field for christmas decorations and there was just a simple do you remember like up above the gate gate there was like a simple sort of winter scene yep again furious furious (laughs) last night we were walking to dinner I pointed out, Sophia, look at that beautiful lit up Christmas tree in that person's window. Anger. (laughs) What did she say? She said, not yet. The issue that she's having, she realizes that there's another holiday between them. Yes. So she wants Thanksgiving to be properly recognized before Christmas is. Right. 
I think that's wise. And I have no doubt. I've never had a doubt. I have no doubt. That's my kid right there. That's right. That's right. That was kind of the purpose of telling the story is that you were, I think it's hilarious and adorable that she cares. You are proud. Oh, oh, of course I'm proud. <laughs> You're proud. Totally. Yeah. 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 There's an order to stuff. Yeah. 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 Don't rush it. Yeah. Don't rush it. Maybe part of the not wanting to rush it is not wanting it to be over. That's possible. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we're going to have to break it to the kid that this weekend we're going to get a Christmas tree because we... then you're going away. All right. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. What do we have here on the yoga docket? <laughs> you want to get to it? <laughs> this is my new talk show. Didn't you know yeah. that? <laughs> All right. So, to get down to business today, we're going to talk My about... My agent said I only have 26 <laughs> minutes that I can talk to. I hate your agent. Wait, I'm She's your very agent. Difficult. I am my agent. Okay. Yeah, he's super difficult. So, okay, we're going to talk about sequencing. Okay. And I just thought it would be helpful to put together an episode where we talk about helping people put together um, just some simple sequences that they can do for themselves yeah. on their own during the holidays, because yeah. it's kind of in a lot of ways when you need some movement the most, yeah. you're on airplanes, yeah. you're in cars, you're at relatives' houses, you're hosting relatives guests. Relatives are at your house. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just like thinking about it. Or you don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're sort of yeah, you're just a little bit more like rolling solo, which can also be emotionally difficult. Right. Right, that, right, right. Yeah, for sure. So it's good to have the ability to just put something together. Yep. So that's the starting place okay. for the conversation. All right. Would you like to start talking or do you want me to ask you a more specific question? Well, there's something I want to say before sequencing, which is that this is like so basic and ridiculous and rudimentary, but I always bring it up when it comes to a home practice conversation, which is lay your yoga stuff out. Put it out. Put it where you want to practice. Put it out. I'll sort of put it like this. Imagine that you wanted to become more self-sufficient in your kitchen and you wanted to start cooking a few more of your own meals, right? Imagine if your cutting board was in the laundry room and your knives were in the closet and you weren't quite sure where your pan was and your toaster was disconnected and in a cupboard. It, just those things would be enough that you wouldn't do it. It's like an obstacle. It's just enough. It's just enough. But if the kitchen is in place and all the stuff is in the kitchen, then you're much less likely to bail on it, right? Because you actually have a place to do the stuff. Now, we live in a in San Francisco. We don't have a tiny place, but we certainly don't have a large place. We have a much smaller place than both you and I grew up with in sort of middle-class suburbs. Yeah. So it's not like we have a ton of space, but we do have areas that are really easy to convert. So I guess what I would say is, if you know that you want to do a little bit more practice this holiday season, if you want to pay attention to what the sequences are and so forth, get your gear. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, just get your gear, clean it up, get a spot for it, lay it out. Even if it's at the foot of the bed, put your yoga mat out, get your belt out, get your blanket out, whatever it is that you use. But literally, even just having your yoga mat out and in a place, you're infinitely more likely to actually use it. You're going to get your yoga brick and your belt. Okay. And your chair. Okay. Sorry. I just okay. still think it's so cute that you call it a okay. yoga belt. You don't even call it okay. a yoga belt. You just say a belt. A which belt. just makes me imagine your okay. leather belt at the bottom of your mat. Okay. Sorry. This is so immature. Okay. Yes. okay. Um, so does that mean that immature. I am not allowed to you know, some things scold have... you for leaving your mat out for days on end? 
Uh, is this are we really is this really the topic we're gonna have about who puts stuff away more quickly where it goes oh my god you are like you're actually okay anyways anyways treading on the dice okay so let's take an inhalation and a long (laughs) exhalation (laughs) my agent said 26 minutes is max okay so point is you got to have your stuff it's got to be visible it's got to be there You have to have it in a place if you're struggling to do this kind of practice. Now, as far as sequencing goes. And duration. And duration. Let's start with duration. Yeah, let's start with duration. I think everyone in the yoga world for the last 30 years has been slowly lowering the expectations for how long a practice needs to be. But I think that's in fitting with modern reality. A lot of the things that we have to remember, a lot of the... The teachings of yoga that have been passed along for a long period of time were originally meant for non-householders. And so, especially during the holiday season, like it's a, it's a major householder period of time. And so, the first thing I want to say is, honestly, 15 minutes of a yoga practice is worth it. 15 minutes of doing yoga, especially if you're tired, stressed, not moving, overeating, any of this stuff... 15 minutes is so much better than zero minutes. So I would say 10, 15 minutes is is enough. I would say it's a bare minimum. Like I don't want to pretend that it is some massive duration, but the bare minimum of something is better than than nothing. Especially if you are able to kind of figure out a way to weave it into each day of your vacation. So like Absolutely. knowing that, you know, if the morning is if you're an early riser and you're going to have a little bit of alone time in the morning, 15 minutes in the morning, or if you just go through the whole day and you have a really fun day and you're busy and you're doing all these things, 15 minutes while the family is watching TV at the end of the day works. Yeah. So yeah, if you can kind of weave it in, I think that's just a really smart approach. It is. And I want to say this too, for someone that has been, I mean, you know me for a long time, my yoga practice is often at night. It's often the last hour of waking time for me. Like, I just really like that, you know? That being said, I think for most people, the earlier, especially in the holidays, the earlier in the day, the better. Because as the day trundles along, a lot of the things that we anticipated getting done are not getting done. You know, we tend to have a little bit more ambition about what we think we're going to be able to accomplish in a day than than reality parcels out Mm -hmm. and so i would carve the time as early as possible in the day to do the practice unless you have a really high amount of discipline and you say you know what no matter what i'm not going to sleep without doing this or oh my god i can't think of anything i'd rather do tonight before i go to bed than 15 20 minutes of some hip openers and so forth. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let's talk about structuring your 15 to 45 minute practice. The first bit of advice that I give people that don't have a consistent home practice is start on your back. Start on your back with a yoga strap. Thank you, honey. Or yoga belt. You know, in the Iyengar tradition, it's always been called a belt. I know. And you know the Iyengar tradition is who actually invented the use of the belt. I know, and you know what he used an actual friggin' belt, okay? <laughs> he used his belt. Is that true? Yes, of course it's true. No, it's not true. You think There's he no sewed way. himself a little fabric strap with a with a buckle on it? A thousand percent. 
for the very first one. Listen. Let's no, see no, no, if wait, we can wait, prove wait. the very first one okay. was manufactured. BKS Ayungar did not use a belt or a strap for himself. I know. They were always used for students. So anyways, use whatever it takes and start on your back. Some yoga scholar out there, please solve this mystery for us. Please. What was Mr. Yangar's first belt? Did yoga he, belt. Did he actually use his the belt from I'm, his I'm gonna say, yoga jeans. <laughs> I'm going to say 95% sure he used something from his home that was like a belt or a scarf. Yeah, fine. So Fair there enough. you go. Fair enough. So now we have straps. But you know what? A lot of people don't have straps at their house, but they do have a belt. <laughs> <laughs> How many unfollows do we have at this moment? Oh God, sorry. So, stick with us, folks. Yeah, stick with us. Use your back, like, especially if you're tired. Like, I would say at this point in my life, honestly, 95% of my yoga practices start with me on my back. I start with gentle recline hip openers. I start with gentle recline hamstring openers. So I like a lot of stuff on my back. I like supta padangustasana. I like reclined ankle to knee. I like happy baby pose. I like to lay over a block or a brick. <laughs> so do you <laughs> like to start on your back for um, I'm tired. energetic purposes? Yeah, because yeah. I'm tired. So it eases you, you into moving. Yeah, usually when I come to my practice, I won't say usually I come to my practice, but often when I come to my practice, I'm I'm fatigued. You know, I'm in this this place of my life, we both are, where we're working a lot, we're traveling a lot, we're raising a child. I do other physical things too, then I'm tired. So when I come to a yoga practice, even if I'm in a yoga practice that I want to work a little bit, I usually honor the fatigue by giving into it. So I start reclined, I just anchor. I usually don't start with seated meditation. I usually start with laying on the back, knees bent, feet on the ground, hands on my belly, couple of deep breaths. You know, so I like that centering and grounding. And also the reason that I give that advice for people is a lot of times the choice that someone is making between their yoga practice and not their yoga practice is it's between their yoga practice and oh my God, I just need to lay down for a moment and put my feet up for a moment, watch TV, look at my phone and flip around mindlessly, right? So oftentimes I want to go with that and I say, look, this is relatively easy to buy in. Just start on your back, get into your hips, get into your hamstrings, do a couple things there, Mm -hmm. right? Simple recline twist. Simple again, like I said, a little supported back bend over a bolster or if you don't have a bolster at home, over a rolled up blanket or over a pillow. Something that you actually want to do. That's my next thing. That's sort of the next thing to say, which is everyone on the planet has heard something like, oh, you don't like doing backbends. That means you should do more backbends. Well, maybe, maybe, but not now. Not now. Not now. That's horrible advice. Because it's sort of like learning to cook by cooking something you have no interest in eating right? You're not actually going to do that. You're not going to do that for more than a minute, right? What you want to do is you want to launch a home practice program by doing things that you want to do, that you actually look forward to do. For me, that's usually gentle opening. You know, like I want to be able to do challenging poses and there's plenty of challenging poses that I am able to do. 
But those aren't really the things to me that I actually really look forward to doing. The things that I really enjoy doing are pretty gentle, pretty soft, pretty pretty soothing, right? And so those are the things that I build my yoga practice on. Okay, so just to throw a a slight wrench into that thought. So you know me and you know that I constitutionally like I tend to need an infusion of energy. Like I'm just like a little bit cough-esque. I I tend to get tired easily. So in some ways, like I have to push myself a little bit to move and things like that. So what would you suggest for someone who wanted to do a short energizing sequence? Uh, totally. Let me finish this, this, let me finish this thread up and then get to this. Okay. okay? Which is to me, I'm sort of thinking about this all situationally, which is if you're pressed for time, if you are pressed for energy, if you are high stress, if we're thinking about this as a holiday season, which for most people is some uptick of stress. I love this season. So do you, right? I mean, I love the season, but it is a bit of an uptick in stress. So I think the first thing that you want to figure out is what will you actually do? What will you actually look forward to doing? Start there. Even if that is for someone that is more Kafa-esque and a little less mobile, even if that is them just laying over a bolster. Like then I, then fine, fine. I think situationally that's appropriate. Now, two points on this is one you can decide not to stay there for very long, right? So if you know that you want to move and you know you want, like you said, a little bit of an infusion of energy, right? And that you won't just physically feel good, but you will mentally feel good about doing something with a little bit more demand. Well, you can still start. You can still start with something really easeful, seated forward bend, simple hip openers, simple little twists, something like that. And then... I think, and again, this is like so, it's so obvious that we overlook the value of it all the time, which is just spend 15 minutes doing sun salutations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it is such a complete package. Surya Namaskar, especially if you're doing lunging Surya Namaskar is just such a perfect package, right? And we sort of think that we have to get it all in. You know, and I even say this in teacher trainings to students about the difference between 90 minutes and 60 minutes in a 60 minute class. For me, I just include 30 minutes less content. I don't try to stuff 90 minutes into 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You're not trying to stuff 60 minutes of content into 15 minutes, right? Just actually do 15 minutes of practice that is its own complete bit. And that's where Surya Namaskar is just so perfect. I would get more from 15 minutes of just straightforward, the same lunging salutation, 15 minutes coordinated with breath, coordinated with focus, slow, steady, than I would thinking, okay, in 15 minutes, I have to do two hip openers. I have to do two sun salutations. I have to do one inversion. I have to do two back bends. I have to do four twists. 
You know what I mean? Like that to me, for me and my experience, it's not illogical to think that you have to have this 15 minute balance menu. I just think it's unnecessary. And I actually think this is a situation where less is more. Where if you have 15 minutes and you want to do a sort of burst, you could even do 15 minutes of Surya Namaskar A. You know what I mean? Like doing 20 sun salutation A's is going to give more of a complete feeling of doing a yoga practice than doing a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, this little sampler board. And I, and I think it, it comes from an error in the thinking that we need to get everything in. We need to make everything everything. And I don't think we need to do it. Let's specialize again. You know, send 15 specialty minutes doing a thing focused and well. You're always going to get more from that, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. So you could lay on your back, do recline hip stretch, recline hamstring stretch, a moment and a twist. Do that for five minutes and then 10 minutes lunging salutations. Mm-hmm. Or... <clears throat> You could start another way that I like to to do this. If you want to start a tiny bit more active, you could start with a minute or two in down dog, right? Start in child's pose, then go right into down dog, then a bent knee standing forward bend, and then 10 or 15 minutes of sun salutations. I think that for a lot of people, as valuable as Shavasana is, right, that If you're doing a short practice, if you're doing a 15-minute practice and you're doing it to move and breathe and focus, I think it's okay to omit Shavasana in this context. Yeah, you could sit cross-legged. You could sit cross-legged for a moment. A few breaths. Totally. Or you could do 15 minutes of sun salutations and then a long child's pose. Mm -hmm. You know, something to settle. Mm -hmm. Something to settle. But I, I would take 30 seconds in child's pose in this situation over one minute in shavasana yeah yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i feel like shavasana for me to let it actually work it it takes a little while whereas a bent knee standing forward bend or child's pose or sitting on my shins or with legs crossed eyes closed hands on legs like i can drop into those things more quickly in a shorter practice environment than i can drop into Shavasana. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes Shavasana is going to be, if during this period of time, Shavasana might be the moment where all the other things we think we have to do start creeping in. And so I feel like for what we're talking about, holidays, this little phase, short practice, I feel like a child's pose or a seated forward bend or seated meditation standing meditation 30 seconds standing eyes closed after surya namaskar i think would be great Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah can i give a couple other ideas for short practices sure okay so for for students that are a little bit more seasoned in their experience of the practice and they they have more postures available to them another thing that people could do i think that's really effective in a short period of time is an inversion practice right so Like I said, I like a soft, quiet, get on your back kind of practice. I also like, if it's a short period, let's just do Surya Namaskar. I also think for a short period of time, getting upside down is really awesome. I mean, think about it like this. Think about if you spent 15 minutes doing the following. Standing, start child's pose, 
down dog, bent knee standing forward bend, go to the wall. Timed handstand, right? So with your phone, literally hit the timer or a watch, hit the timer. Do timed handstands. Do three or four handstands each for 45 seconds to a minute with 45 seconds to a minute in between. And after that, if you still have time, a brief headstand, a moment legs up the wall, that's actually gonna be a pretty powerful practice. It's one of my favorite, favorite ways to do a handstand is in the beginning of practice. Yeah. It's just so, prefer because, you know, like I said, for me, I have the most energy at the beginning of, like if I'm, since I am kind of like a low energy person, I sort of feel stronger in the beginning. Yeah. And it has such a powerful energetic effect to just turn upside down like that. And yeah. then it also, I never really realized until doing it in Iyengar classes that it's a warm-up opening. Pose. Yeah, yeah, it's a warm-up. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you don't think of it that way, but it really yeah. is. It's a warm-up. For people that have handstand deeply built into their physical vocabulary, it's a warm-up posture. Yeah. I mean, that discipline, it's always been a warm-up posture. I'd, I'd say the other thing about this is you said it is uh, energetically powerful. I'd say it's also mentally powerful in it will bring extreme amount of focus to bear. So again, as much as I say, you know, if I got 15 minutes and you're sort of tired, let's do something that you look forward to that's really easy to buy into, lay over a bolster. Do supta gustasana. Well, that's fine, but those are good things and they're going to feel good in their bo- in your body, but those are mild enough things that they're not necessarily going to require. They're not necessarily going to snap your mind to attention. Right. But spending for one minute or 45 seconds upside down handstand with 30 seconds to a minute between them, that is going to snap you to attention. Yeah. I mean, you could, I could see that as a 10-minute yoga practice too. I could see down dog, bent knee, standing forward bend, and then you got seven minutes left. Let's see how much of those seven minutes you can spend upside down, right? Now, again, we might have... A listener here who is like us a questioner right and they might be sort of thinking well is that is that well balanced is that well balanced and my thought is well i'm not really concerned about well balanced before i'm concerned are you actually doing this mm-hmm. like you're actually doing this you know like are you actually doing a yoga practice because doing a not perfectly balanced yoga practice is infinitely better than not doing a yoga practice, right? So that's the first thing we have to sort out. And then the other thing I would say is, I don't think a practice has to contain every single component of practice to be balanced. It just has to be a complete experience for what it is. And that's where I think doing Surya Namaskar is a complete entity. Spending a period of time just working, being upside down, to me, is a complete and focusing experience. It doesn't include a backbend. It doesn't include a twist. But I don't think the practices that we're talking about right now need to. I think that they can stand on their own actually quite well. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's three very solid ideas for people to work with. And I know that we do have 
sun salutation sequences online and we also have like 30 minute morning sequence 30 minute evening sequence that you can use as a starting place so i will put links to those all on the show notes page oh and one last thing yeah since you know we're often in these situations at other people's houses you know when we're at the holidays or there are more people at home than usual i think we want to give people like absolute license to practice when the tv is on in the background if that's the only way you can get your practice in uh yeah you know you might even just it might encourage a family member if they see you practicing just get in there and mix it up yeah you know what i mean you just your body will appreciate it it's just totally 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 worth it totally worth it yeah okay great Thanks, Jason. Yeah, happy holidays, everyone. In seeking absolution, do we think that all the presence makes up for all the crap? Well, if you think that, take these presents back. I can feel the Christmas spirit. I feel it more as we get near it What's with these happy families Must be the gin and brandies Cause most, most of the time We nickel and dime Don't give each other the time of day We're budding in line And constantly whine Can someone please tell me why that we only try on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day, only today, on Christmas Day, only today. Do we try? Why only today? We don't cry, only on Christmas, only on Christmas, only on Christmas. Christmas. Only at Christmas